Welcome to Ron Whitlock Reports and the Rear Grand Guardian. We're talking to Dale Murden, president of Texas Citrus Mutual. Welcome to the program, Dale. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Dale, tell us about Texas Citrus Mutual. How long have you been going and how many members do you have? And what is your mission statement, basically, at Texas Citrus Mutual, Dale? Well, Texas Citrus Mutual got started in the late 50s by a group of gentlemen that, that realized that citrus together uh, was much stronger than fragmented. And, and since that day, the mission's been to represent the growers and the shippers in the citrus industry of South Texas and uh, Austin and, and Washington, D.C., for whatever whatever needs and, and developments arise. Yeah, you've told me that uh, citrus accounts for $488 million into the Texas economy. That's fantastic. That's unbelievably fantastic, Dale. And well, it is to the valley and the state. We are proud of that, and you know, I mean, uh, the industry's gone through its trials and tribulations, freezes and hurricanes and uh, droughts and water limitations over the years. But uh, we've, uh, while the footprint may be physically getting smaller, we still pack the same economic impact or more that we always have. We're real proud of that. Well, you know, those freezes uh, come and go, and my uncle, Les Whitlock, was head of the Valley Citrus Committee, Marketing Committee. Uh, he had to leave uh, twice during freezes and go back to teaching at PSA in La Villa, and then come back and take over again when the when the trees grew back and started producing again. So how bad was the recent freeze to the Valley to your members and the industry, Dale? The, the one that we just experienced this past December, so December of 22, we escaped a real bullet there. We got down to the low was 27, oddly enough, over in Harlingen. So the, so the west end or the east end of the valley actually got colder than the west end. But fortunately, we didn't stay down there for very long. So we really didn't see any damage to speak of during that December freeze. Now the freeze back in February of 21, that caused us a lot of damage. That one we called the St. Valentine's Massacre. And we're still recovering from that. Dale, what's your legislative agenda for the 88th Texas legislative session? Well, you know, Ron, when so many bills are filed, you know, you'll get nine, ten thousand bills that are filed up there. Oftentimes, commodity organizations like mine were playing defense more than we're playing offense. It's a matter of killing bad bills that might be harmful to agriculture. So we'll just have to take a long, hard look to see what's filed and what we can support and not support. Uh, some of the bigger issues that we face down here in agriculture is water. Uh, you know, there's, there's more people vying for the limited water resource. We share water with Mexico. So finding ways to either develop brackish water or capture other means of runoff, I mean, those are to me, should be top priorities across the state, not just the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, these droughts are, are becoming more prevalent. Uh, you know, I think our lake levels right now are about 32% combined. Uh, they're just going down. And so water is going to be the, the big concern if you're in agriculture. Whatever fruit and vegetables we produce in the valley uh, in the future might be bringing higher prices, uh, right, Dale, due to the lack of of uh, competition from the state of California where they've got such severe water shortage there. Is that a possibility for us to get better prices? 
You know, it, 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 like anything, somebody else's disaster is another's benefit. Remember years ago, I used to grow navel oranges, and about the only time I ever seemed to do any good with navel oranges was when California would freeze, and, and that's kind of an irony. Uh, yeah, usually limitation on, on uh, supply from another area is what benefits, it benefits another area. California's recently had a lot of rain, so maybe they're, uh, uh, their misfortune's turning around a little bit. But us, we're still coming back from that 2021 freeze. And so we're about 60, 70% of a normal crop and fighting our way back on the shelves now. Dale, what do you and uh, Texas Census Mutual hope legislators will learn from both your big day in Austin in April, but also the Rio Grande Valley Partnership Legislative Tour here to the Valley this weekend? You know, I always love to have the legislators down here to see for themselves what the, what the Valley has to offer. You know, unless you're a legislator from the Valley, oftentimes you really don't get just all the commodities and crops we actually grow down here. So always nice to educate, uh, you know, a lot of new members that will need educated about the region. Uh, we welcome it and look forward to it. How important are the fruit crops grown in Mexico to Texas consumers, both from the standpoint of grown by Texas and also by Mexican firms alike? Well, you know, most everything we grow here, they can also grow there. So competition gets fierce. Sometimes it's often the same uh, same growing seasons. Well, Oka Brand Sr. had no problems in going down to Mexico and Central and South America to grow whatever needs to be grown, right? You know, there, that that's happened over the over the decades and over the years. Uh, a lot of cross farming going on. A lot of crops that are that are grown come up and get cross shipped. Uh, from the valley region. A lot of border crossings with produce uh, just becoming more abundant since NAFTA and and uh, uh, those free trade agreements. Tell us about what you're going to be doing with the uh, other part of the ag community in April going up to the state capitol, Dale. Well, April is is designated as Texas's fruit and vegetable month. So Dante Galeazzi with produce and I will be up there. Uh, you know, obviously to tout our industries and support our industries for fruit and vegetable months. Anything else you'd like to tell the audience that I haven't asked you about? You know, we appreciate our consumers, and we appreciate that they know good quality Texas fruit and vegetables. And we always, always, always are proud that they stick with us. Even after we've had a freeze or, or a disaster when we're maybe not on the shelf for a year, they always seem to come back to that good quality Texas fruit and vegetables, and we can't thank them enough. You know, I guess one last thing I forgot to, add, to point out to you in the audience, of course, you understand that, and $488 billion in the Texas economy and the citrus industry alone, that's a lot of people employed that uh, you know, we do. That's a lot of people yeah. employed. I just left Pittman Davis. I just left Pittman Davis. They employ in four and 500 people during the peak of the gift fruit packing season. And that's, that's right. That's, that's right. A figure. No, that's exactly right. A figure we use for citrus overall is over six thousand jobs, uh, and that's just citrus. That's not counting all the vegetable crops. That's a that's a a, a big business across the state now is our vegetable crops. Well, God bless you, Dale, and the Texas Citrus Mutual. All you do for ag and for the Rio Grande Valley and the state of Texas. Well, thank you, Ron. Thanks for having me.
Defense Report, or Ron Whitlock Reports for the Rear Grand Guardian. Thank you so much. God bless. Adios.